Welcome to UK Health Radio. You are listening to the Speech and Language Therapy Show hosted by Shamina Rabi, a consultant speech and language therapist and founder of Unlocking Language, an award-winning independent practice that provides speech and language therapy to both adults and children. She is dedicated to raising awareness about speech, language, communication and swallowing difficulties and empowering those who have them. A huge welcome to UK Health Radio and I'm Shamina Rabi, Speech and Language Therapist, hosting the Speech and Language Therapy Show. Today I'm going to be speaking about bilingualism. I'll be discussing general milestones in bilingual language development, how to spot speech and language delays in bilingual children and how to support truly bilingual children. The most common questions I get asked are, has my child got a language delay because we speak two languages at home? Does bilingualism cause a delay in children? Should I stop speaking in Hindi because my two-year-old child is not speaking? And I've been told to stop speaking in my native language because my toddler only says a few words. Okay, first of all, these are all myths. These are all misconceptions. Being bilingual or multilingual does not cause speech delays or language delays. It's a common idea that a bilingual or a multilingual child is a late talker compared to a monolingual child because they are processing two or more languages. But there is no scientific evidence to support this either. In fact, research shows that there are no developmental milestone differences between monolingual and bilingual children and that they develop at the same pace. If a child has a speech or language diagnosis, being bilingual does not cause or add to it. Children are designed to acquire languages and their brain is wired in such a way they can be multilingual. They are not consciously separating languages as adults do. They just get on with it and let the language develop. Young bilinguals are active, creative and flexible learners and users of two or more languages. Recent research on bilingualism has shown that learning two or more languages at once, far from being a disadvantage, is associated with multiple benefits as long as the child has sufficient support to maintain all of the language. The bilingual experience has been associated with higher educational achievement, improved social use of language, enhanced cognitive flexibility, enhanced symbolic representations, and improved forms of executive control. And these benefits are most likely due to the increased demand required for managing multiple languages on a day-to-day basis. In the UK, there are around 38 percent um, who can speak another foreign language in addition to native English and in the world 43 percent are bilingual and 13 percent are trilingual. What great stats. So what is bilingualism? Bilingualism is the ability to use or understand two languages. If an individual is able to use or understand more than two languages they are multilingual. Learning two languages can seem like quite a complex process for children but it is said that children have the ability to learn two languages just as naturally as they can learn one. Children will usually have a home language as their first language and an additional language, usually English for bilingual children in the UK, that they can learn through school or community input. Language skills in young bilingual children are highly varied as a result of the variability in their language experience, making it difficult for the speech therapist to differentiate language disorder from language differences in bilingual children. 
So when we are thinking of bilingualism and language development, first and foremost, we must establish how the languages were developed. You have simultaneous bilingualism and sequential bilingualism, and each has its own milestone. Simultaneous bilingualism is referred to the acquisition of both languages from birth. These are children who are exposed to more than one language prior to age three. They develop two or more languages equally or nearly equally through exposure and frequent opportunities to use each language. Simultaneous bilingual development is marked by phases similar to that of first language development for monolinguals. This meaning that they achieve the same fundamental milestones in language development with respect to babbling, their first words, and the emergence of word combinations, despite the fact that they have less exposure to each language compared to their monolingual counterparts. The only difference is that both languages may be used interchangeably in the same sentence or even within the same word, blending and mixing languages together. A latter part of this stage is when the child differentiates between the two languages and uses them as separate systems for different purposes and sometimes with different people. So in terms of milestones for bilingual language development in simultaneous acquisition of two languages, what we might see is that between the ages of 8 to 15 months, when first words appear, this might, these might appear slightly later for bilingual children, but are still acquired within the normal range. Within the ages of 1 to 2, when language blend is taking place, parts of words from both languages are blended into the same word for bilingual children. And between the ages of two and a half to three and a half, when they are starting to form sentences, short sentences, then language mixing will take place with bilingual children. This is where they're using words from both the languages within the same phrase or where they may use grammar of one language across both. Then you have sequential bilingualism. This is when children are exposed to additional languages at the age of three or above. Sequential bilinguals differ from receptive bilinguals in that they have had little or no opportunity to build receptive skills prior to age three. In essence, they are learning the new language from scratch. Sequential bilinguals move through four stages to establish their language skills. Children may appear to be in one or more of these stages depending on the context, their communication partners, language scaffolding and opportunities provided by the environment. And movement through the four stages can take anywhere from six months to two years depending on the child and the quality of the child's language learning environment. Um, and it's important here to just take note that full fluency in any language can take anywhere from four to ten years. Full fluency includes comprehension, expression, reading and writing. And moreover, the rate of acquisition is influenced by a broad range of factors. And so this is a really important point to take on when we're thinking about children who are starting school and who are now being exposed to English. It's important to give them at least a minimum of six months to settle into school, if not a little bit longer, before getting the speech and language therapist involved and thinking straight away there is a language delay because actually they need time to be able to learn the rules of English, um, to be able to understand what the rules are and then to start applying this in spoken language. So the milestones for bilingual language development in sequential acquisition of two languages. We may see that the child at first continues to communicate in their native language because they have 
no ability and no knowledge of the new language that they are being exposed to. You may see that they are using more nonverbal communication and mixed phrases. You may also see that they are applying the grammatical rules of their first native language, which they are used to, and applying this to the new language that they are learning. So there will be errors within their syntax and within making sentences. There's also something known as the silent period. So this is, in fact, when they, they don't speak. And it's not a true mutism. Um, it is part of acquiring uh, language through the sequential acquisition route. And then you will also see code switching, where they switch between the two languages in the same conversation. So we've talked about what to look for and what sort of signs you might come across when the child is bilingual and when they are acquiring two languages simultaneously or two languages separately. Now let's just think about normal language development. So normal language development for bilingual children, as I said, is the same as it is for a monolingual child. Now, we're going to focus a little bit more on the expressive language development in children. So at birth, newborn babies will make sounds that let others know that they are experiencing pleasure or pain. Between the ages of zero to three months, the baby will smile when you come into view. They may repeat the same sound a lot, which sounds a little bit like a coo. Um, and they cry starts to have meaning. So you often have mums saying, oh, that cry means he's hungry, or that cry means he's got pain, or that cry means it's a nappy change. Sort of between four to six months, you start to get some gurgling sounds or vocal play, which usually happen when you're playing with the baby. And you'll also start to see some sounds that are produced by the lips, what we call bilabial sounds, ma. Between seven to 12 months, the sound of your baby's babbling starts to change because it now includes more consonants as well as long and short vowels. And they start to use these speech sounds or other sounds in order to get your attention. Um, and some of it will also be meaningful. And the occurrence of first words may start as well. Mama, bye-bye, no. Between one to two years, your baby is accumulating more words as each month passes. Um, they'll also start to ask questions um, and their vocabulary increases. So they have, they'll first acquire lots of nouns and then they'll start to acquire verbs. And sort of between two to three years, um, they're starting to combine words together and make short phrases and then three and above their utterances are getting longer and they're starting to formulate sentences. So that's your typical language development in monolingual children but that is pretty much the same for bilingual children too. And it's important to note that in general the norms for this do vary and each child is so different so I don't want anyone sort of thinking at 15 months my goodness my child has got no words. Um, whether your child is monolingual or bilingual the norms vary and if you have a listen to um, my first show which was uh, week one then um, during that show I was discussing how to support early communication for babies and toddlers. So as I was saying there is currently no empirical evidence to link bilingualism to language delay, dual language learning does not cause confusion or language delays in young children and there's lots and lots of research that has demonstrated this. There is no scientific evidence to date that hearing two or more languages can lead to delays or disorders in language acquisition. So if your child is bilingual 
and has been diagnosed with a speech and language delay, then it's not because they've been exposed to languages. It's purely because of another reason. It could be a hearing impairment. It could be um, an, an anatomical abnormality, a cognitive deficit, um, a genetic difference, a physiological abnormality, um, or, or just part of their medical developmental diagnoses. Most language errors that young bilinguals make are a natural part of the language learning process. It shows that the child is having an evolving understanding of the language patterns. They're starting to understand these language patterns. They're representing strategies that learners will use to create language and they're providing evidence of progress in the language competence. So language errors is actually a natural way of developing language. Some dual language learning errors are similar to those produced by monolinguals. For example, some speech intelligibility errors and overgeneralization and inconsistent use of language patterns, again, are typical to both monolingual and bilingual children. When a child has a language difficulty in both of the languages, this is then classed as a language problem. When a child has a language difficulty in English, but not the home language, this is not a language disorder or delay. This is a difficulty in the learning of the language or a natural part of learning a new language that can be helped with teaching and increased exposure to the new language. Bilinguism, as I said, does not cause the language delay. But what you may get in a typically developing bilingual child um, is that the bilingual child's early vocabularies in each language tend to be smaller than that of monolinguals, but are comparable when combined. Bilingual children follow a similar timeline in development of morphology and syntax as monolingual children, but bilinguals might need more time to reach the accuracy of use. Bilingual children are not equally fluent in each language. Their language proficiencies change over time. Proficiency is related to exposure and opportunity to use languages. And children use both developing languages as resources that support further development. And code mixing, this is a typical bilingual behaviour that supports communication and meaning making. And I want to talk a little bit more about this, which is code mixing or code switching, essentially mixing languages. I often get parents saying to me, oh, I think my child's confused. He's mixing up his words. But actually, mixing up the words for a child that is bilingual or multilingual is typical language development. It's a normal, natural aspect of bilingual acquisition. Most bilinguals do it, and adults do it all the time. When a child or an adult switches back and forth between two languages in the same sentence, using both with fluency, it is called code switching. This means that the speaker is actively using both languages, um, and that he or she is in effect thinking bilingually and using all the available language skills for self-expression. True code switching is using not just vocabulary, but also grammar and syntax from both the languages back to back. This is generally not done because the person is excited or confused, but rather when the child feels comfortable in both languages. Bilinguals are much less likely to code switch around people who they do not recognise as sharing their languages. So while you may hear your child code switch regularly, this is mainly because your child recognises your household as a bilingual environment and it is much less likely to happen at school, particularly if the child's school is monolingual. Part of raising a bilingual child is accepting that they're going to use both the languages. Um, that means that from time to time your child is going to use both languages in combination with another. 
So don't panic when it happens. And it doesn't mean that the child has made a mistake. It doesn't mean that your child can't tell the difference between the two languages. And it's certainly something not to point out. It simply means that um, the language systems are interacting with each other. And mixing languages is good and natural. There is no disadvantage with language development when exposed to switching of languages and when the child is doing this. Again, with the code switching, as I mentioned, you may also get this with the grammar. So, for example, in English, we would say the elephant is bigger. In another language, the grammar structure may be that the elephant is more big, which in English sounds incorrect and does not sound like it makes sense. Um, however, here, the speaker has simply switched over the way that they're using grammar between the two languages. So code switching of vocabulary and code switching of using grammar is quite common, particularly when the child is developing two or three languages at the same time. I've also heard from parents, at what point shall I start to drop a language because my child now has a speech and language diagnosis? Well, there is no empirical evidence at present to justify restricting children with developmental disorders from learning two languages. Therefore, dropping language should not even be an option. You need to come to an informed decision, um, discussing it with your child's speech therapist and with integral um, family, family members and even maybe the child's teacher about what you want to do and whether you do want to drop the language. But we really need to be thinking why we're making that decision. Um, at the same time, I, I really want to explain the importance of maintaining a home language for emotional and behavioural regulation, as well as family and cultural necessities. Even with bilingual children with severe conditions who have ASD, who are nonverbal or who may have Down syndrome or cerebral palsy, they have been able to maintain both the languages spoken in a home or in the school or community with additional help, of course, especially if the parents... Um, ability in English is not as strong. The learning differences do not impair the language abilities beyond what we know is true for monolingual children who face the same learning challenges. For bilingual children with a language problem, the underlying impairment will manifest in all languages, most likely because the problem is due to some underlying inefficiency in processing language input. Therefore, all languages are affected and skills tend to be distributed across the languages, which is why it's important to assess the child in both languages. The available research indicates that children with speech and language problems and those who have autism, Down syndrome, cochlear implants, fetal alcohol syndrome can and do learn two languages or more given sufficient and enriched opportunities in each language. Once again though, this fact is, is not yet part of very mainstream thinking but it's it's getting there and we're really thinking about um, maintaining the child's heritage and their culture and their values okay so you've got a bilingual child you now think that they need to see a speech therapist because they have got difficulties in both their languages I would highly advise um, to get an assessment done in both languages. Um, there, the speech therapist would do a mixture of formal and informal assessments. Um, we need to have a look at the strengths and weaknesses of your child in both the languages, both in to both the native languages that the child was exposed to, particularly if they were acquiring languages at the same time. If the child is new to English, as I said before, we need to give them at least a six months settling period time, if not slightly longer, before we get the speech therapist involved.
Um, the assessment's important because the speech therapist will diagnose uh, between a language acquisition problem affecting all of language learning and a problem affecting the acquisition of an additional language. A child who has limited additional language proficiency should not be considered to have a speech or language disorder if the communication pattern reflects the child's limited exposure in being able to use the additional language. If the speech and language therapist does not speak, the other language of the child I would suggest seeing if the um, if either you the parent can interpret or whether an interpreter can be present or a colleague of the speech therapist who speaks that particular language because I think it is important to be able to understand and know what the child can and can't do in the native language particularly a language that they may have used or have been exposed to for two or more years. Another statement that I often get asked by um, by my clients is that, is it best for each person in the family to speak only one language with a bilingual child? So dad only speaks to him in Russian and I only speak to him in um, Latvian. Well, this is a very popular strategy for raising bilingual children known as one person, one language, a strategy first recommended over 100 years ago. Um, theorists originally reasoned that associating each language with a different person was the only way that they could prevent bilingual children from confusion and intellectual fatigue. While appealing, this early notion has been proven to be false. First, it is important to remember that infants learn language through listening to and interacting with different speakers. Infants need to have a lot of exposure to the sounds, words and grammar of the languages that they will one day use. And both quality and quantity matter. High quality language exposure involves social interaction. Infants do not readily learn language from television and low quality television viewing in infancy has actually been linked to smaller vocabulary sizes in bilingual toddlers. So what language strategies should parents use then? The best answer is that parents should use whatever strategy promotes high quality and high quantity exposure to each of the child's languages. This could include structured approaches, such as using different languages as a function of person, one person, one language, as we've already spoken about, place, one language at home, one language outside, or time, alternating days of the week or mornings or afternoons. Some parents insist on speaking only one language with a child, even if they're able to speak to the other to ensure exposure to a particular language. Other families find that flexible use of the two languages without any fixed rules leads to balanced exposure and positive interactions, which has also been proved by research. I guess each family should consider the language proficiency of each family member as well as their language preference in conjunction with their community situation. And it is clear, to be able to raise a bilingual child, practice makes perfect. The human brain can handle dual language input and children can turn, learn two or more languages provided sufficient input of sufficient quality is there. To promote successful bilingual development, parents raising bilingual children should ensure that the children have had ample opportunities to hear and speak both of the languages. And as children get older, interacting with monolingual speakers, especially other children, is important for motivating ongoing language use, especially for minority languages not widely spoken in the community. Okay, so to end the show... 
just recapping, other questions I get is, so how do we start teaching our children two languages? The main thing to keep in mind is that parents don't really teach children to speak any more than they teach them to walk or smile. The most important things in language development are exposure and need. If children are exposed to a language in a variety of circumstances with many different people from the time they are born and if they feel they need the language to interact with the world around them, they will learn it. If they are exposed to two languages in varied circumstances with different people from the moment they are born and if they need both languages to communicate with the people around them, they will learn them both too. So I hope you found today's show useful. Again, please drop me a line on either Instagram or on any of my social media outlets. Um, Instagram is shamina underscore rabbi or my Twitter, which is UL Speech Therapy or email me on info at unlockinglanguage.co.uk and send through any questions or any topics that you would like me to cover on the Speech and Language Therapy show. In December, I will be starting the Autism Month, where each week we will be discussing specific topics related to autism. This will be sensory feeding, um, eating and drinking needs. We will be having a paediatrician who will be discussing how to diagnose autism um, and other developmental conditions. We will also be having a session with a excellent speech and language therapist who works um, with children uh, with communication difficulties in relation to autism. So any specific questions around autism that you would like answering or any topics that you would really like me to cover, please do get in touch with me and let me know how you are finding the show. And until next week, have a good week. Bye bye. (laughs) 